You know you add value. You know you put work in. You know you put effort in. You have sown into others, and yet you still have doubts about whether you can ask for anything in return without shame. Hey there, this is Patrice from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back and welcome actually to the first official episode of our second year at Redefining Wealth. If you are new here, here's what you need to know about what you're stepping into. We are a community that believes that wealth is more than money and material possessions. Mm -hmm. You heard that right from your girl who's been a finance expert for almost a decade. We believe that wealth is more than money and material possessions. It is Definitely, first and foremost, about well-being. And so we have what we call our six pillars of wealth. And you can go all the way back to the beginning a year ago and listen to those foundational episodes because it'll give you an idea of what I'm talking about when I say the fit pillar or the people pillar or the space, faith, work, or money pillars. But for those of you who are my OG listeners, my purpose chasers, I am so excited to really explore what's next. I look forward to more great insights, great interviews, great series that are coming down the pipeline. I'm really excited about a few of the series that I've actually been recording already with just brilliant people. I am so in awe of the people that I get to connect with because of this podcast And that includes the guests, but that also includes you. And I'm just so grateful. I really am. I shared last week that I launched the official community for Redefining Wealth on Patreon as a way to have a safe space just to engage much more intimately than I can in definitely not Facebook. I'm not a Facebook hater, you guys, but ever since the elections of 2016, Facebook has just exhausted me. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. And I don't know about you, but every time I log on and someone has put me in another group or another dozen groups that I know nothing about, I have no idea why I'm getting these notifications. It just makes me want to log off. And so I intentionally chose Patreon because I wanted a space where we wouldn't be distracted by all of that and where you could get what you were coming for, which if you're coming for me, I'm going to be there, (laughs) number one. But if also you're looking for other purposeful, intentional folks who are really just trying to live their best lives and they're sincere about it and they have the right spirit about it and none of the drama and confusion, then that's what I wanted to create. And so I shared last week that I launched that. I'm so grateful to have several of you who have raised your hands and said, yes, I support you. I am a purpose chaser, which is the website. I am a purposechaser.com. But it's funny. I didn't expect this to happen so quickly, but with the community, I was anticipating that I would learn more about what my audience needed, what they wanted, and that it would help me create even more compelling and engaging content. And I think for those of you who've been here for a while, you'll agree that we have had no shortage of magnificent conversations, but I wanted it to not always be from me. But it's so funny, as soon as I get in in Patreon last week and I started engaging with the founding purpose chasers, I was sending them private messages and just welcoming them into the community. And I kept hearing, or I should say reading this common theme about why several of those 
first founding Purpose Chasers chose to support. And it prompted me immediately to shift what I was going to talk about today and record this episode because, as always, I know that whenever something comes up for me, I'm not the only person who has these thoughts or these struggles or who battles with different limiting beliefs or different doubts. And as I've shared, I think it does our tribe a disservice when people with a platform, and I mean a platform of any size, if you have any influence amongst, I don't know, care if it's two or 10 or 200 or 1,000 or 10,000 or a million people, whatever that is, and you don't tell the truth about what your fears are or your pains or your anxieties, it makes other people feel like there's something wrong with them like they're inadequate, like they're the only ones, which is why so many of us feel isolated, right? And that's why I'm trying to bring us back into community. We feel like we're out there on an island by ourselves, especially if you're like me, you work from home, you're in this gig economy where you're doing your own thing, but you pretty much are doing it on your own, even if you're an employee of some type or if you're an entrepreneur. And I know that the last couple of weeks since the team retreat, which I've talked to you guys about, it really pushed me into giving myself permission to get the support that I needed. And you'll remember that I did an episode called Being Selective with Your Surrender. You can't be selective with your surrender. And this whole process has really been teaching me a lot about how selective I've been with the support I'm willing to ask for and receive. How have I been selective with the support that I'm willing to ask for and the support I'm willing to receive? And I really have been sitting with this, but then in those DMs on Patreon, I was talking to one patron, Purpose Chaser in particular, Maritza, and it just really prompted me to literally close my phone and crack the mic. And so let me start by saying this. I would be lying if I didn't say that launching Patreon didn't create both excitement and trepidation. Excitement because I know the magic that is created when you put passionate, purposeful, and intentional people together in one room, in one space. I really believe that magic can happen, that businesses can be born, clarity can be found, such deep connections, accountability, just aha moments galore. Like I believe in that. I believe in the power of community. And so, of course, I was excited about Patrice's Pod Club, right? Like that's a part of it. So reading books with my community for upcoming interviews and getting their feedback. And I was excited about flushing out episodes and helping create action steps after each one so that you can actually put into practice the things that you hear on the podcast. Super excited about all of that. And the more my team and I brainstormed, I'm like, yes, yes, I can see people having complete breakthroughs. I love it. I want to be a catalyst for other people's breakthroughs. God knows this is my heart. Super excited. And then, dot, dot, dot. And then the little girl who struggled with rejection in different forms at different points in childhood kicked in and had that thought That said, what if no one shows up to the party? What if they don't get it? Like, what if they don't even get what you're trying to do? Or what if they're fine with keeping an arm's length distance? Because you're a lot. (laughs) What if they just want to listen? They're not really trying to like put things into any kind of practice with you. 
they don't actually want to engage with you more intimately. The little girl kicked in. And I would be lying if I was like, yes, I just knew that it was going to be. No. I have a vision for it, right? I always say I'm committed to the vision. I'm not attached to how I get there. But I also realize that I'm not always in complete control of those old, nagging, unsupportive beliefs that raise up every time I want to do something new or every time I want to stretch past my comfort zone or every time I put myself in a place to say, hey, I need support. I need help. Has that ever held you back from launching something? Has that ever stopped you from attending a networking event where you knew your ideal clients were? Has it ever held you back from trying something new? Has it held you back from applying for the new job or asking for the raise or going for the promotion? If you have nagging thoughts that hold you back in different ways, then I needed you to know that I have those same thoughts, those same things, types of things come up, right? That massive case of the what ifs. Oh, those what what ifs will run you into the ground. The what if this, what if that, what if this, that, and the other. But what I share with you all the time is that we get to stand in the power of what is. And I'm so grateful that my what is kicked in. Because the what is reminded me that I do my best, and Lord knows I do my best, to create great value each week. For many people who I may never see, never have an interaction with, my what is reminded me that it's not my job to force people to do anything. It's my job to make something available and give them the opportunity to choose powerfully. The what is, is that there really are other people out there who yearn for the type of community and accountability that I yearn for. There are a lot of what is is that far supersede the what ifs. And I gave myself permission to move forward in spite of those stories in my head, in spite of those old nagging thoughts that just want to creep up from time to time and stop progress. And because of that, I met Janelle and Maritza and Akila and Nakai and Letitia and Ezine and Trina and Darissa and Christina and Michelle and Darlene because I was willing to get out of my own way. I was willing to not let my what ifs overtake me, but to really, really focus on the what is. And so because I did that, I found myself in the direct messages on Patreon, chatting with several of our new purpose chasers. And I wanted to share with you briefly some of the feedback Um, because that is what really became the catalyst for me stopping everything I was doing and recording this episode. First of all, Kathy said, following your pillars have really helped me get clarity so I can focus on what's important, have a space that allows my creativity to flow, and maintain my health emotionally and physically. I am more than happy to support you as you have supported me this last year. I can't wait to see what levels we're all going to rise to next. Mm. I am more than happy to support you as you have supported me this last year. Okay, remember that. 
And then Maritza said, it is an honor to be able to sow into what you are doing. In my prayer time, I told God I wanted to sow a seed into your life because you have been such a blessing to my life. I didn't know how much. And then I received this invitation yesterday to partner with you. And I knew God was answering my prayer after seeking him about this. (sighs) Y'all, I wanted to share those because I thought about all the potential what ifs that could have helped me back and have definitely helped me back several times in my life. And hearing this feedback from them made me realize not only would I be missing out on the support that I need, but I would have been getting in the way or blocking other people who genuinely want to be a blessing and want to sow into this ministry, this podcast, this platform. And I would have been preventing myself and them from just being able to I'm trying to figure out the right way to say it, but I remember when my granny used to say, don't block people's blessings. Like when someone wants to give you something, you don't tell them, no, thank you, or no, that's okay, because you're going to block their blessing. They genuinely want to be a blessing. And so I was channeling my granny and I was thinking about this and I'm like, I would have been blocking Kathy's blessing. I would have been blocking Maritza's blessing, being in my own feelings, being in my own head about what I think saying I need support means to other people. Because if I'm honest, I struggle with asking for support. And if you saw me on The Round, which was on BET Her, or maybe any number of things, I talk about understanding that seeking wisdom and asking for help is a part of what led to the, the financial crisis for me. Now, yes, the Great Recession was a real thing. It impacted many of us, but I believe in personal responsibility. And in my own reflection time, I realized that There were a lot of things that I could have done to ask for help, and I didn't. When I say that, it wasn't necessarily financial help. It was just asking questions or being coachable, which we're talking about next week, or being coachable or being just someone who is a complete seeker of information and wants the wisdom from others. So not just the information, but then how to apply it to your life. And I've definitely become better at asking for help when it's about asking a question or investing in coaching or seeking out mentors. It's not a problem for me to say I don't understand and I need help. That's not it. The selective piece of this was saying I need financial support because I struggle with the perception of what people would think. I struggled with, well, will they think I'm begging? Or will they think I'm broke? (laughs) Or will they think that I'm being, what's the word? Oh gosh, I don't know why I'm struggling with this word. That I'm just being one of those sleazy people who are trying to take from people, you know? I just struggle with what would those perceptions look like? And I really challenged myself to start looking deeper about why I was telling myself all these stories. Because I created a story that as the money maven, everything I did needed to be paid services or self-funded. Two buckets, that's it, right? And which is why I said I've never had an issue. I shouldn't say never, excuse me. In recent years, I haven't had an issue with saying, oh, if you want me to speak, this is my rate. If you want me to be your spokesperson, this is my rate. If you want, you know, these services, want me to be your coach, this is my rate. I don't have a problem with that because I understand the worth and the value that I bring. But when it came to just asking for support in general and realizing that asking for support would make me a better steward 
which is the example that I need to be for my audience, I was struggling. And so I wanted to break down these what ifs because I know that if I'm struggling with this, many of you are struggling. And I'm going to keep telling you different things that came up as I was just flushing this out after chatting with Maritza. I just want to share different things because this is a community of very high achievers. The more I get to talk to you guys and know more about you, you have several more degrees than I do. (laughs) Many of you have really great positions. I think job titles that my dad would be proud of. You know, I always talk about him. Shout out to dad. But you're high achievers. You're accomplished. You're educated. And you're also the main ones who will suffer in silence because you feel that because you know everything or you have the degrees or you have great education that people don't expect to have to help you. And I'm raising my hand because that's how I got here. That's how I got to this space. And so I want to make a disclaimer before I get into this too, that it's not just financial support. This can be asking about or asking for people's time, their talent, their expertise, their knowledge, anything. And I'm also saying this from the perspective of those who know they've put the time in. You know you add value. You know you put work in. You know you put effort in. You have sown into others, and yet you still have doubts about whether you can ask for anything in return without shame. Without shame. I know people want to hire me. I'm great talent, TV and radio. I know that. I know people want to coach with me. I'm excellent as a business coach. Excellent. I know people want to hang out with me because I'm funny. No, (laughs) actually somebody, a guy sent me a DM on Instagram and said, even though I tell corny jokes on the podcast, he loves it. I I forgot his name right now, but shout out to you, sir. No, right. But supporting me, support me, giving assistance to, especially financially enabling to function or act. Nothing in return, no strings attached. Now I may know intellectually that I and worthy of those things, but I still didn't fully accept it. I'm going to keep it real. And so here are some what ifs I want you to consider if you struggle like I struggle in this area. The first one is, what if we are taking how we show up in the world for granted? What if we, you and I, are taking how we show up in the world for granted? And again, I've always looked at this in terms of charging what you're worth. So you may not have a problem negotiating your raise. I don't have a problem quoting my fees, my travel requirements, my services, whatever. I'm just straight up about it. That's, I don't have a problem with that. But just a general flat out, will you support me? That is not language that I have been accustomed to using. (laughs) It just isn't. And I was thinking about, whether or not this ties into having a false sense of humility. Because I don't know about you, but I was taught not to toot my own horn and not to think or speak too highly of myself. But then sometimes we take it too far and now we don't think other people (laughs) value our horn or speak highly of us, right? Like now we're trying to manage the perception that they have. And the fact of the matter is they do think that way about you. They do adore you. They do love you. They do see value. And so, yeah, it doesn't honor God or the gifts that God gave us so freely when we take the contribution that we're making to our communities for granted. 
Cynthia said in her DM, let me go back to it. She said, I'm more than happy to support you as you have supported me this last year. Now, without knowing the names, the faces, the demographics, anything about you all, I carry you in my spirit. I think about what matters to you. I think about how I can add value to your life. So why would I take it for granted that you would appreciate that? That doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make logical sense. But, you know, our logical brain only runs 10%, (laughs) barely 10% of our actual actions. And so there was a disconnect there for me. And so I want to know for you, what if we are taking how we show up in the world for granted? Are you taking how you show up in the world for granted? especially when it comes time to get the support that you require. The second thing I considered is what if people want to support us, but they don't even know how? Mm. Now, this is, this is good. You got to listen. What if people want to support you, but they don't even know how? Now, I speak all the time all over the country. You guys know I've been on this tour with Paul Mitchell Schools, and it's not just for the students. It's open to the public. So if you're in Cleveland, Columbus, Chicago, San Diego, Detroit, Las Vegas, Delaware, New Jersey. (laughs) Check the calendar on my website because I'm coming and you can come see me. But I mostly talk to the young people, right? And I'm telling them, instead of always asking for what you can get from people, stop sliding in people's DMs on Instagram and talking about what you need. Gimme, 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 gimme. And take on a more give, give, give attitude. We've talked about that in episodes past. I think with Lovey Ajayi and possibly Kelly Cardenas, but we talked about giving, 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 right? That you would be so much more memorable if you slid in the DMs and said, how can I support you? Now, I have been spreading that message for the last year, if not more. Stop trying to get stuff from people and ask them how you can support them. But here's what I didn't do. Until now, I never took the time to sit down and really draft how I needed support. Mm. So let's say people say, how can I support you? Have I really been prepared with an answer? I have been saying the same generic things. Definitely share with your friends and family, which I mean from my heart. Rate and review, which I definitely need as a podcaster. But I've been saying very generic things instead of saying, you know what? It's expensive (laughs) to put this podcast together and I need help. I need support. But instead of saying that, I was going to the generic stuff. So I'm wondering, do you go to the generic, you know, stuff? Do you go to the default answer or do you really take inventory of what are the ways you could truly be supported? And when someone says, how can I support you? Have you... Or are you prepared to not be bashful, but to be bold about what you say you need? Man, I am moving out of this bashful space when it comes to saying what I need. I want to be more vocal. I am becoming more vocal about what I know I need. How can I support you should be answered with a genuine answer for how you need support, with a genuine response for how you need support. So I do believe in practicing how you want to play the game, 
and being prepared. And so for myself, I've been writing in my journal the many ways that I need support, the many ways that I think there could be a genuine opportunity to receive help and to receive the support that I need. So that's the second what if. Here's the third. What if God wants to answer our silent prayers, but he's waiting on us to use our voice and actually say, I need help? What if God wants to answer our silent prayers? What if he wants to answer whatever those needs are you say you have, but he's waiting on you to actually step up and use your voice and say, I need help? There are businesses that go out of business every day for a number of reasons. We hear the statistics. They always seem bleak. The small businesses go under in less than two years. But I know that some of the reason, some of the reasons associated with going under is them not asking for help sooner, not asking for help sooner. I am sure you've heard that pride comes before the fall. And sometimes we may be silently praying, not fully expressing it to others, but silently praying for a certain thing. But are you praying and then too prideful to actually vocalize it? What if we pray about it and the answer is ask for help? (laughs) How many of you do what I've done in the past and you go back and just pray harder and longer? (laughs) You're like, maybe God didn't understand what I was saying. So let me try this again, right? But is it pride or ignorance? What is it that's actually keeping us from asking for the help that we need? Now, I don't know this to be fact, but I'd like to venture to say that at some point, I'm going to meet my maker, and he's going to say, why didn't you do X, Y, and Z? Now, I know that I've put a lot of, sown a lot of great seeds, put a lot of great things out there, but I also know that I have allowed not being willing to ask for help to hold me back from doing much more. And a part of my commitment over the next year is to be an example for you of what it looks like to push past the what ifs and just keep being bold and asking for what I want with no concern about if the answer if the if the answer is a no or some form of rejection so what I asked because there's too many things that I've missed by not asking I almost missed the opportunity to connect with some phenomenal women already they're all women so I can say that purpose chasers we welcome men you guys are allowed if you'd like to come <laughs> but I already can see that I'm going to be richly blessed just by being in community with the women who have joined. And I hope that they feel the same way, that they will be richly blessed by being in deeper community with me. And so I wonder, I know, first of all, off the top of my head, several things, right, where I didn't know how to ask or I wasn't prepared to ask or I was just too prideful to ask for the help or support I needed and those opportunities have passed. And I'm making a pact that I will not allow that to continue in my own life. And I want you to join me in that and be bold about whatever those things are for you. And the last one I'll share for now, if I think of some more, I will definitely share it, Purpose Chasers in the Patreon page. But what if your or what if our irrational fears are making us irresponsible stewards of the resources or gifts that we've been blessed with? Mm. This was a big one. This is the one that challenged me a lot too. What if our irrational fears are making us irresponsible stewards 
of the resources or gifts that we've been blessed with. And I had to realize for myself that what I may think of as noble or think of as just handling my business can quickly become irresponsible if it's not done within boundaries or if it's not kept in check. And what do I mean by that? I speak for a living, right? I coach for a living. I write books for a living. I don't do those things to necessarily, and I don't want this to come off wrong, but I hope you guys can understand what I'm saying. I don't do it to pay for a podcast because before the podcast, I was speaking and coaching (laughs) and writing books. So I didn't have to do a podcast to continue to do those things, but I wanted my own medium outside of being invited on radio and television where it's very soundbite driven and you got to be quick and make your point. And I wanted a medium to be able to serve people in a more, in a deeper way in a more fulfilling way, in a more meaningful way, but not monetizing that even though I wanted a medium to bless people, even though my intention was good, not monetizing it and kind of being a snob about advertisers (laughs) is irresponsible because the over $20,000 that I've invested in the podcast, while you guys love it and it's been a blessing and, you know, um, it's been a blessing to me, to, to all of us. At the same time, it's $20,000 that came out of the bottom line that my family normally receives from the activities that take me away from my family. So this irrational fear about not wanting to ask for support was really making me also irresponsible as a steward because my income from the normal activities that I was doing pre-podcast I could not all of a sudden take a chunk of that and say, hey, I'm going to take that away from my daughter's college fund, or I'm going to take that away from our family vacation, or I'm going to take that away from those things that my family needs in order to just do this just to say I'm doing it. And I had to really sit with that because while my heart was pure and while it's very noble in a sense, it's not that wise. And I can't sit here and teach you about being wise financially if I'm not making wise decisions financially. And while I have several other things going on, you guys all know that at the end of the day, as a business owner, everything that we do should have a platform and a formula to support itself. And while I know that I was sowing good seed and good soil for this first year, if I would have let those irrational fears run me and not launch Patreon, then I would have really been doing a disservice to myself, to my family, and also to you all. Because the reason that so many of these businesses go out of business is because it becomes unsustainable. And so while we could have a good thing for a year and be like, rah, 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 if you came onto your podcast platform or app or whatever you used to listen and it was no longer here and you just listened to the same back episodes forever, you know, then how would that really be serving you? So if I allowed myself to turn this into something completely unsustainable, how would that serve you in the long run? How would that serve what I'm saying my mission is? It doesn't. And so I want you to think about that in your own life, in your own business, in your own careers. How are your irrational fears making you an irresponsible steward? How are your irrational fears of not asking about the raise or promotion or asking for support to get to that raise or promotion, making you irresponsible over your finances because you're not keeping up with your bills. 
or you're not keeping up with those things that you say are important to you. So listen to this a couple times if you need to. These what ifs are strong. And again, I said, I know my community, you are high achievers. You are well-educated. You are well-informed. You are very smart people. I heard what you said you do. All the doctors and the lawyers and the engineers and the city planners and the all you guys are amazing. The entrepreneurs, those of you who are truly out here chasing purpose and making a difference, you are phenomenal. And you also are most likely to suffer in silence. And I know that these what ifs were not just for me. They were for you, too. And so here's the big takeaway for all of us. And it came from my husband and it was so simple. And it's why I titled this episode what I did. When I was reading message after message after message out loud, blown away by Darissa's message and I mean, and Kathy's message, I was blown away by what you guys were sending back to me and what you were posting on that Patreon wall. And my husband said so eloquently, so simply, I don't know what the surprise is. People want to support you. People want to support you. You guys, it's not them. It's us. It's us. Are we taking ourselves for granted? Are we not being clear about how people can support us? Are we praying but then too prideful to vocalize that we need help? Are we allowing our irrational fears to make us irresponsible stewards? It's not them. It's us. And here's the connection to wealth. Closed mouths don't get fed. Remember, you used to hear that back in the day. Close a closed mouth don't get fed. You need support. People want to support you. So make it easy for them to do that. Make it easy for them to do that. And I want to thank several of you who sent one-time donations. I am putting them to the side and I am finding a way to use the money raised from the one-time donations on Cash App and PayPal. Thank you guys so much for those of you who reached out about that specifically. Because I want to bless some folks with a one-year membership to be in the community So I'm going to figure out the best way to kind of launch that. We'll do it in December because I want to give folks enough time to contribute to those one-time donations. And then we'll see how many folks we can bless with either being in the pod club or one of the different tiers. We'll figure that out. But also, if you want to become a founding purpose chaser, when we get to the first 50 people, we're going to create a wall on my website at patricewashington.com and highlight each one of you who raised your hand, said, yes, you believe in this mission, you want to sow into this ministry, and you will be a founding purpose chaser. Not too late, of course, to come on board. So make sure you hit up IamAPurposeChaser.com and check out all the cool rewards we have beginning at just $5 a month, which is a little over a dollar an episode. And You're going to hear more from me about this, not in this way, because I don't want you to think that every episode is going to be about this, but I want to be an example and I'm putting it out there because I have to become an example of being okay with asking for help. I can't teach you guys to not be selective with what you're surrendering and then I'm still picking and choosing what I'm going to surrender. That's not cool. It's not okay. And we're in this together. 
And so I appreciate you guys so much. You founding purpose chasers, I appreciate you. OG listeners, new listeners, I'm just so grateful to be in this with you. I'm excited about what's to come for this year. We're going to have so many opportunities, not just to gather online, but also to gather offline. Redefining Wealth Live is coming in Atlanta 2019, and also several regional events are coming. We got some live podcast tapings coming your way. We're planning them now. So stay tuned, stay connected. If you ever want to see where I'll be live, make sure you go to patricewashington.com and click on the calendar and you can see if and when I'm coming to a city near you. For now, that's it. I just want you to say it over and over again, though. People want to support me. People want to support me. People want to support me. And I deserve the support because of the value I add to others. Mm. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.